<laughs> what you know about that pain, pain? You know? When you see me coming, better make a lane change. If them niggas want that smoke, I want the same thing. You about to fuck up your day, I was trying to maintain. Yo, and I lost more than you'll ever gain. Kay saw me with that ooze, she said, dude, you'll never change. Lost my daughter twice. When I slept, I said her name. Should've saw me, they ignored me with them letters down. Shit, and my word, nigga, it forever rain. So every time I see Tiny, I get a better change. Watching the sky, listening to the weather, man. And I'm fighting everything, I'd rather swing. Nigga, I'd rather swing. Today's agenda, all slugs return to cinder. You may not, but I remember. I remember a whole lot of summers and a whole lot of winters. Supposed to be back by dinner. It took 10 November. You may not, but I remember. You may not, but I remember. Who's that? Creeping in my window. Everything died, we do not injure. Marbach hard head, all I want is more bread On the road to riches, peel them ditches as the cards spade Vicious with them bitches, nigga fall dead For instance, this distance between us is from what y'all said And I ain't said shit, got niggas on that red brick And when she know you got dough, she won't give you a head quick Watch what you say, sounding like that fed shit Who you the boss of, you niggas never fed shit Fuck your dreams and aspirations Fuck you nobody till somebody kill you And I scream assassination Still living, that's a mean procrastination be careful when you pray, you don't ask for patience Today's agenda, all slugs return to cinder You may not, but I remember I remember A whole lot of summers and a whole lot of winters Supposed to be back by dinner, it took 10 November You may not, but I remember You may not, but I remember Who's that? Creeping by my window Everything died, we do not injure Perfect in every sense, jumped over every fence Nuts when I bust, let the beef commence. In house banking, five years of rent underneath the vent. It's pointing no return when the people assist. Short on patience, long on dough. Bully with the fully with the strong on flow. Sipping sake with poppy gun by with a wonton go. I'm hockey, you cannot be a go with John Stone's go. Leaving where they lay from the evening to the day. As they bleeding, they believe in what I say. Everybody got hit, they wasn't even in the way. Just a nigga in the bins who was just heaters in some J's. Pull out the yacht and just leave it in the bay. More life, more life. I just need it in a way. Knew this would be dope. I seen it in the yay. I lean while the angels scream. All they seen was some break. Today's agenda, all slugs return to cinder. You may not, but I remember. Remember? A whole lot of summers and a whole lot of winters Supposed to be back by dinner until 10 November You may not, but I remember You may not, but I remember Who's that? Creeping in my window Everything died, we do not injure We do not injure Everything must die Means I'm killing everything I'm killing everything why you asleep? Yeah. Now I'm live on. Yeah. Shalom, balance, paradise, righteousness, all. We are back up in the lab and I have a special guest with me again. 
and I'm bringing some feminine energy one more again. I have with me, yes, most definitely. We got to mix it up. We got to mix it up. And I have with me the legendary Riley Rabbit, world-renowned, former adult entertainer, influencer, model, and creator and host of Down the Rabbit Hole podcast and show. Yes, sir. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're very much welcome. You're very much welcome. We got it. We did it. And we're here now. Yeah, we actually got it in early. We exactly. It worked out. <laughs> yes, definitely. The wall, so yeah. here I am. Yes, and I won't mention any names, but yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So, firstly, thank you very much for um, accepting the call and um, lining this up so quickly. Um, we are going to go into the DeLorean. And we're going to go back in time, mademoiselle. Well, let's do it. Let's go to the beginning. <laughs> yes. So where did we, where did Riley grow up? Where did we grow up? What state? I'm originally from San Diego, California. Um, I'm a Cali girl. Like when the Beatles were singing, it was, they were talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, but I am, I am from San Diego, California. I was born and raised there. I lived there most of my life until my 30s. Um, actually I did a little bit of college in Arizona. Um, I went to ASU for like a half a semester. Um, mm -hmm. I hated traditional college. Um, what you I mean by did, that? I just, um, I don't know. I feel like I learned more doing and living life than I ever did like sitting in a classroom. Oh and yeah. Being taught. You know, like yes. I just, I make more money than most of the people who actually, and not to knock any kind of university, any kind of university or school. It's everyone learns different. Everyone, you know, grinds different. So mm -hmm. for me, I just realized like I'm a doer and I'd like to get stuff done. I like to hustle. I'm an entrepreneur and I don't want to be restrained to people's ideas. You know what I mean? If I have something I want to know, I'm going to go figure out the research and learn it on my own. I don't mm -hmm. need someone to tell me how I'm supposed to line my ducks up. So yes. I got out of traditional college. Total, I did two and a half years. Um, uh, with like some community college and then I went to the university and then I was like, ah, I'm done. I can't do it. <laughs> um, same thing, um, with, with my job, I actually was trained as a like corporate salesperson. I worked for, ah. yeah, I worked for a wireless company for a very long time. Um, was that business to business or business to consumer? Both. I did retail. I did a little, I tried the business to business. It was just like, was it, it was too tedious. There's a lot of dry calls and yes. um, I'm, I'm a very like person in person. Like I do better when I'm dealing with people. So, um, switch out of that. I actually was like an inventory special operations specialist. I was customer service. Like I did it all. Like I was pretty much like all the way involved. Um, I hated that too. And then I just realized like corporate America isn't for me either. So 27 See, years old i just said fuck it to everything and got into adult entertainment okay so you I clearly you, you clearly had a varied sort of career path but it's it's been as you say quite structured in a in a, in a very structured way um yeah. and as you've highlighted your you thrive in 
the touch, taste and feel reality zone versus that structured, let's put you in this box. Sure. Let's go down this strategic path and yeah, yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not for me. I tried it. I'm good at it. I just don't like it. You know what I mean? I can make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what pissed everyone off so much because they're like, what are you doing? You're so good at this. And I'm like, I hate my life. I don't want to be here. Yeah. And also doing what you're doing. I mean, I mean, that is a, it's very different from, you know, being in the corporate world in the, within sales as in selling intangible objects, sometimes, sometimes tangible objects to yeah. then, you know, doing something which is very, very different like that. Um, but you'd be surprised how much those skills have made me very successful in what I do. Um, because selling is selling, yes. no matter what you're selling, you know, and being able to market yourself and position yourself and never like dealing with no's and, and understanding that no's are a natural response to most people. Like they say, like some like 70 to 80% of every child's first word is actually no. Like you have to understand, like, so you can't take no as like a, as a direct, like, no, I'm not dealing with you. Sometimes yes. it's circumstance, sometimes it's time, sometimes it's, they don't like the way my nose is shaped. I, whatever it is, you know, like, no is not an answer for me. So, mm-hmm. um, but I learned that in sales training and I learned that like in the corporate world, how to like understand why people are saying no and understand that it's an immediate response that yes. sometimes they don't even think before they say it. So you can't let that be a final answer. Mm. And I wouldn't have been so good at what I do now if, if I like just took no's with answers. You hit up on some very key points there. Um, training and being within the sales environment and having good sales training, which includes a little bit of psychology, some customer service, those skills are so invaluable and so transferable. So I can totally understand exactly and understand exactly what you what you're saying yeah how you've been able to sort of um maximize what you've learned and then translate that into what you're into doing a now. World. yeah yeah and the other thing is like I, I feel so bad for the people like the, the generation right behind me because they don't get those skills like mm. they don't know how to have a conversation with anybody and it's really <laughs> bad and it's like you guys don't understand how valuable it is to be able to like even if you're not a good sociable person, but just being able to hold a conversation, like it, it's, I don't, I don't feel bad for the generation behind us, man. Like they, they got some work to do. <sighs> and never mind the generation behind us. What about this generation? I mean, like <laughs> they can, they're grunting almost. It's like the people, the children are, are devoluting these days. <sighs> they're just, I mean, they're sales products. Like people don't realize that they are no longer in control of themselves. Mm-hmm. And that everything that they do is just, they're just information for somebody to sell something to. And they don't need, they don't need you to talk. They just need you to watch. Yes. So when you become like, you're like, you're just a barcode anymore, mm-hmm. you don't have control over it. And that's when I left corporate world. So I'm like, I'm not going to be a barcode. Like, fuck you. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to be somebody selling and not somebody who is constantly being consumed to. Um, so I think that, yeah, I don't know, but I mean, we all need lambs, right? Like you can't, I really oh, yes. need people. Definitely. Like, yes. I but mean, you rock being lamb. If you're going to be a lamb, just be the best lamb you can own be. Own it. Yeah. As y'all say, own it there, ain't it? Own it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I love it though. I mean, I've loved all parts of my life. I love 
being in school, but then I was like, eh, I'm done. I'm tapped out. I love being in the corporate world. I've done a lot of stuff. I've done some holistic mm-hmm. studies. I did went to school for massage therapy because I thought I was like gonna go that way. Yeah, like all holistic and. Have you, have, you, have you looked at the, um, which is very trendy these days, is the, uh, the vegan lifestyle? I never went vegan. Um, I was pescatarian for a while, but not because, and for people who don't know that is, I only ate fish. Fish, yes. Not necessarily because I really gave a shit what the trend was, but more just because a lot of the food was making me sick. Um, mm. I know, like, when I eat red meat or pork, I get really sick. Like, to, like I've, I've always had eating problems. Okay. And um, I've always had like issues with my gut in general. And I was like trying to figure out what it was that was. And when I go pescatarian, I usually have no problems. So um, did the doctors identify anything specific with, with your gut flora potentially? Yeah, actually, actually yeah, I've never actually talked about this. Um, I actually have a very random odd syndrome. It's called gastro dumping syndrome. Um, it's a eating disorder, but it's not like anorexia. Like people mm-hmm. are like eating disorder. Oh, you starve yourself. I'm like, no, it's not true. But so gastro dumping syndrome is basically my body metabolizes food at a different rate. Yes. And, um, I go into the glucose phase faster than most people. So like where most people digest for like a half hour to an hour, they get all their nutrients and vitamins. Mm. Then they go into the storing fat glucose phase. And then it goes into like a dumping phase. Mm-hmm. I pretty much go into that glucose phase after like five minutes eating. Wow. And so it, that's, why I have to be very careful about what I eat. Cause I could really get big fast if I'm not careful. Like this little bagel I just ate, I won't have another bagel for like two months. Like I can't because it's not like I care like I'm like I don't give a shit I, I make more money the thicker I am anyways like people like me I'm in this niche of curvy natural women people mm-hmm. love it I'm not gonna hide it it is who I am but I also have to be healthy so yes health is wealth yeah and people automatically think just because you're skinny that you're healthy and that's actually not true mm-hmm. um I know a lot of people who are probably going to be on dialysis at the end of their lives because they eat like shit, but they don't, but their metabolism's high. You know what I mean? So it's such a balance. And, um, so I, I struggled with that through college because I didn't do well with caffeine and I was just kind of just like eating sugar to stay awake. You know what I mean? And like, I was like in school, I was like literally passing out. Like my body goes into like this sugar spikes and then my body gets crushes. I was crashing yeah. all the time. Like I was in the middle of lecture and my teacher was like, you look like you're going to fall out of your seat, but then you'd be engaged in five seconds. And I'm like, what? I didn't even realize it was happening. <laughs> so I had to figure out what was happening. And that's what it was. It was just like very rare. It usually only happens to people after they have gastro surgery. Oh. Um, but there's like a rare, like two to 5% of people who actually are born with it. And I'm just one of those random oh. people. Dumping. <laughs> yes so you've got to be as you say very meticulous with your with your dietary habits yeah i had to cut out a lot of dairy i can't eat i can only do good carbs in like doses um i pretty much cut all red meat and pork out mm-hmm. uh, i do chicken because i can't stop eating chicken wings <laughs> <laughs> any particular brands or you guys you got your own recipe going Oh, I make my own wings at home. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, it doesn't matter. I just love wings. Um, but they're really bad for you. They're so mass produced. They're probably the worst thing I could eat. Are, are, are we it's talking? Chickens running around. Are we talking um, the, those big, huge buffalo wings or just normal wings? I like wings? the little buffalo wings. 
the little like I like but when they're big it's like ugh, they're just loaded with freaking nastiness oh I mean just think let's let's let's, let's put the old um the old, the I know, old, one of my friends broke this down for me. Are you going to break it down for me? I'm going to, yeah, well, yeah, I'm going to do disgusting. a I know it. <laughs> they are fed a lot of steroids. Absolutely. Huge amounts of steroids. And that enables them to, one, gain weight quicker, muscle quicker, mass. And what it does, they give them something else. I don't know what the chemical is, but they basically mature double the rate they used to do 20 years back. I know, and it's so disgusting. It's so disgusting. It's that's why when when I cook at home, and I usually I, when I get chicken, I usually try to get, I usually try to go to a butcher instead of going to a grocery store because right. the grocery stores are all like you know if you typically mm. if you do a butcher, they come from the farm, they come from a farmer. They're just pickier about their meat. Indeed. Um, but yeah, it's bad. It's terrible. Chicken's the worst. It's probably worse than beef. But if my body could process beef, I'd probably eat it. But well, look at. Beef, you feel, look, unfortunately, Rayleigh. Oh, <laughs> Riley. It's all gross, it, but it's, it's Look, it's it's unfortunately due to um farming becoming industrialized. We don't have your local, as y'all say, mom and pops like farmers. They're in, they're in few and far between. And those animals Are you guys getting that bad over there as we are? Yeah. Because I know. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. It's 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 very, very bad. Well, you know, it's technically we're not really eating food. There's so much no. chemicals in these in these poor animals. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I won't. I won't. Well, I won't. I won't go to. Like, I had to take in consider because I'm an energy person, and you, you, you know, you mentioned my onk earlier. Um, yeah. I'm a big like energy person, and I know, like I said, the wings are are my guilty pleasure. But um, I'm a big energy person, and I've you know I've watched a lot of these these documentaries on like how the animals are treated and all this mm. crap. And it's like, I just can't imagine, like if you think about how you feel in the most worst situation, like yeah. you're having a shitty day, right? Yes. And then think about somebody's abusing you on top of that. Like your weight, like let's think about like a, like a broken beaten down housewife that has mm -hmm. a horrible husband that beats the crap out of her, right? Yeah. You can just think about all the hormones and all the depression and all the things that are in her body at that moment, right? Yes. Like, would you want to cut her up and eat her? Like, the energy that you're eating yes. when an animal is being abused to that level, and now you're taking in all those hormones, all these things that they shouldn't be feeling and are, and their bodies, like, a lot of them have, like, abscess and pustules on them, and now yeah. you're cutting that meat up, and now you're eating it. Can you just imagine like just the pure depression of being like sad? And then they're trying to say they're just animals. They don't feel, but they've taken like cows and stuff out of those, far out of those. They're not even farms anymore. They're abattoirs. <laughs> yeah, they're factories. And they've put them in grass fields and they've watched them run around like a dog, like yeah. excited. Like, oh my God, grass. Like, yeah. So obviously they feel something. And I just can't put that food in my body knowing that they're like depressed like that because there's a reason why our suicide rates are so high there's yeah. a reason why depression and anxiety is higher than ever um not only is it because of these fucking things that we're talking on right now but the food that we eat is also mass-produced in a very unhealthy way 
Um, so I'm just, and I just don't want that shit in my body. I already have enough problems. I don't need to add that to it. So. Mm. Riley, you've clearly been doing some research, young lady. You clearly. (laughs) Most definitely. So, okay. We fast forwarded a lot, but I like where we are currently. I like where we are. This is how my show goes too. Sorry. This is why I call it down the rabbit hole. You never know. This is it, and uh, and I, I do enjoy the um the the, uh, the broadcasts. I, I I do enjoy. I haven't watched all of them, but the, the few that I've watched, well, thank you. I appreciate it. They have, yeah, no, most definitely, most definitely, they've been. They're a little raw. They're raw, most definitely, but it comes with the territory, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. I love when people can be their most organic self, and for some reason, people really feel that with me, and I. That's when I realize I'm. Like, I got to do a show. Because for some reason, even in my like personal life, people have always been like, they've always felt very comfortable telling me like their deepest, darkest secrets. Mm. And I don't like, I, I don't even ask them to sit in there and they're like, Hey, you know, by the way, uh, I like bisexual gay porn. I'm like, Oh wow. Oh, okay. okay. About that. You know, like, <laughs> the fuck? Okay. And it's like this big stud muffin guy. And you're mm. like, well, you know, and like they, people have always, even in high school, I was like this, like, I had girl, like I had a high school boyfriend for like six, seven years. I was with him forever. So I was obviously able to explore my sexuality at a younger age and more variety because I was with one guy, you know what I mean? Not saying that's the right way to do it, but sometimes you get more sexual freedom when you're experimenting with one person that you're connected with. Mm -hmm. Even with me being a whole escort, I know that still. Um, And girls would be like, so like, they would want me to teach them how to suck dick. And I'm like, what why why I ask like <laughs> that's like my whole life like people have always wanted to come to me and like their rawest like most like they feel like sinister like moments and they yeah. want to share them with me and like want to feel unjudged about it and I just don't judge people with it. I'm like, yeah sure whatever here you have a very open spirit and aura what people are picking up on um it must be it must be what what's that what star sign are you i'm an aries ah are you you, (laughs) no 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 i'm just trying to correlate you know um i'm an aries and um i as somebody i got really into the chinese thing i try to read about the chinese calendar too okay which um, I'm also a, a tiger, but I didn't realize until a few years ago that there's every, like every fourth cycle, you actually have an element that's associated with it too. Oh, yes. So I'm actually a fire tiger and my Aries is a fire sign. I'm like double fire. So I'm just like, wow, all the time. It doesn't slow down. It adds up. It adds <laughs> up, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it does add up, I guess. Yeah, I'm like, how things can. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, some people think there's that, that star signs. I mean, I, I'm not one to to read daily horoscopes or anything silly like that. Um, you know, if people mm-hmm. want to do that, then by all means. But there's definitely some truth when we're talking about the star signs and the interactions between your your own personality. You can see certain for traits. Sure. Traits, for sure. Well, and I mean, if you're going into the the astrology behind it, right? There's, if the water and the solar system are so correlated, like 
the moon and the stars can actually move the biggest mass on the planet, which is mm. water. Water. It moves our tides. All weather, everything is moved by the solar system. Why would we not be made? Why would we not be affected by those same things based on seasons? Our bodies are made up of 80% of water. Yes. The earth is made up of 80% of water. Yes. For us to think that we are so above that yeah. is almost like narcissistic, right? Like, mm. are we really that narcissistic that we I, believe that the solar system is not going to affect us the same way that it affects the ocean and the earth? Well, unfortunately, as we discussed prior to um, the interview, people, the powers that shouldn't be, have created this system that we currently um, reside in with all of these limitations and have taken us so far away from, you know, uh, a creator force and nature that we, we, as you've just described quite eloquently there, that, you know, there's, of course there's no connection between us as human beings and the solar system, really. What kind of craziness are you talking about? That's right. thousands and millions of light, light years away and all of this stupid stuff. Yeah. And we're divorced. We're divorced from reality. And unfortunately, people are stuck in their box and within their box. I like that term. I haven't heard somebody say divorced from reality. It's so, I like that. I like that. Only because people, when they're divorced, are in their most like angry, argumentative, defensive state. Mm -hmm. It's not just like we're not dealing with it. Like they're, you can think about divorced people. They're so like, ah, don't yeah. talk to me about it. You know what I mean? Like, I like the fact that you said that. I'm going to keep that. Yes. Mental notes. Yes. Put that down. And, and another, another phraseology, which fits along so, so perfectly with that is again, due to social media, media in general, and what we're seeing, especially within the lockdown, people are comfortably numb to what is going on. So oh, absolutely. You know, we'll, we're we're seeing people murdered, and it's being recorded on a cam on a, a camera phone, uploaded. To and we would rather pick up our phone and record it than do something about it. Yes, that's the like, saddest how thing. How numb have we become? Mm. For sure. It's it's a sad it's a sad indictment, and you know, allegedly humans and mankind are supposed to be the superior you know mammal on this earth. But look look at what we're doing. There's more. There's more harmony and righteousness taking place within nature yeah <laughs> the savages the animals the ones that we keep in cages and try to control they are way more i mean the love that they give the balance that they give like there's this it's we could just really learn a lot more if we would just stop and and open our eyes to like what is actually given to us like we live on this planet and we forget that it's that it's a gift to us. Do you know what I mean? And I think that we're trying so busy to control it. And we don't even realize that the control that we're trying to get is actually not even from our own souls. That control is from like this something above us, like you said, the elite or the whatever, is trying to like pass it down and we've just become this barcode. Like we just okay, well somebody told us that we're supposed to do it this way. So no one questions it. And when you do get questioned about it, it's more about how many views and likes you can get because you questioned it, not because you actually felt it. Yeah. It's pretty sad. It's, it's pretty sad. <laughs> you're laying it out very well. <laughs> you really are because that's exactly <laughs> what it is. You've got these um, 
blue check mark people. <laughs> and I'm trying to get one, but I'm not gonna lie, not for any reason other than income. Like, gotta, I gotta get more money to spread the message, but. Yes, uh, yes, most definitely. But, you know, and you know, this, if it doesn't apply, let it fly, as they say. So, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't get offended easily. I, you grow up in a house full of boys, you, you, being offended is like, you're not gonna survive. I was the only girl growing up, so. What are you being offended for? Offended is only because you give too much. People that are offended just put too much emphasis on other people's opinions. And yes. if you have enough self-esteem about yourself and people's opinions or, or being offended won't bother you. Like, whatever. Well, let, let's look at this. If, <laughs> if you're offended, that means it's that you cannot control. <laughs> well, yeah. And also you've allowed someone else to control your emotions. Because, yeah. you know, it, these are just words, unless it's something physical, then that's obviously something else. But words are words. If someone could say, yeah. quote unquote, horrible things, but if you as a person allow that to affect you, then who's, who's done the wrong? The person saying yeah. the thing or you? I know we're all guilty of it, right? We are still human. We're all imperfect and we're all guilty of it. But like, sometimes you just got to check yourself. Like, what am I so upset about? <laughs> Who cares what they say people say things out of anger people say yes. things because they're hurting some people say stuff just because they're ignorant like they don't even know what they're saying like it's like a little kid that just blabs something you know like most of us are just children running our mouths anyways so i don't let it bother me if if i let what people say bother me especially being the type of model that i am i'm a very hypersexualized, very curvy i don't fit the mold I would not be successful. I literally have had people call me a pig. I've had little people call me obese. I've had people say they didn't like what? my nose. I've had people say my eyes are too squinty. I've had huh? people, I mean, literally like, oh, what's wrong with your jaw? Like, what? what? I, like the most obscene things. You're like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't know. Sorry, my, I, I don't do cocaine. I know I keep doing this. I really have allergies. I'm to the <laughs> no cocaine. No cocaine. It's allergies, my. <laughs> no, I promise. I just, my allergies are really bad out here. It's season now. I, I totally understand. I totally understand. And you know, based upon what you've just said, um, that is down to, unfortunately, we've got sad people um, and they've got no life. And their enjoyment is being horrible to people online. I don't, like, where did it go wrong? Where did it go? I want to know these people even more. Like, I want to know, like, what point in your life did it go so wrong that bringing misery to other people makes you happy? What the fuck happened to you? Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, like, you know, I feel sorry for them. Like, I should be mad. Like, you ain't shit. You know what I mean? You're mean to me. But I'm like, bro, what happened to you? <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. It, and it could have been the, the simplest little thing. I mean, if we look in the world, every you know, people, whether they want to portray on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, that they're, they're living their best life and whatever, whatever. Some people are in some bad situations. But we can... Oh, honey. <laughs> So places. We can go down the rabbit hole on that one right now. Because, <laughs> you know, I live with these people. Like, 
my life as an influencer is to be around influencers. It ain't all, it ain't all what it seems. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors. Like a lot of these people don't even have 10 grand saved up. Like I know it, it's bad. It's like, I've, I've watched people make a million dollars and spend it all trying to impress people that they have a million dollars. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Doesn't it? Because I'm like, it, how are you broke right now? Because where, did, where, where did it go? Where the fuck did it go? Trying so hard to live your best life on Instagram that you're trying to impress everybody else that you have money, that you've actually spent every dollar doing it. It's, for what? I know. I know. I, well, Sorry, you, I cuss a lot. I've been doing I'm not a lot. Don't worry. It's <laughs> be, be you. Be you, mademoiselle. Listen, it's, it's all about you at the moment, right? The like um, side of the rabbit. So. <laughs> this is it. This is it. The, um, the, light, the light side and the dark side. Yeah. I mean, we're talking girls like... So to go, to go deeper into like my... What kind of adult entertaining I did, right? Mm -hmm. um, just so I can kind of dig deeper into that idea. Yeah. Um, I started off, I'm not going to lie. I started off as a street walking hoe. Like I literally, well, I would say street walking. I used to post ads. People would book me for massages. I'd give them happy endings. It turned into <laughs> the yeah. rent got a little tough and a few people offered me enough money to go all the way. And finally I was like, fuck it. I need the money. So I went and did it, you know, living sometimes during a transition from a corporate world and having a certain lifestyle to okay, I'm gonna see what else I can do, and like mm -hmm. now I'm in this whole new world. That there's a pay cut, you know what I mean? Yeah. I had to work myself back up. Mm. So in the beginning, I did that. Um, and whoa, then whoa, I got whoa, 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 whoa! Don't don't jump over that so quick. <laughs> okay, so, how, how did you? So okay, so the very first time where you said, okay, I'm gonna go all the way and you know do this act, you know. Um, how did you, how, how was you nervous? Like, what was the, like, paint that vivid picture? No, not really. Um, I've always been very, actually, I've always been very in control of my emotions. It's only been like later in my life, I feel like I'm losing control of my emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, but when it comes to work, to me, it's get the job done. I've always like, maybe in my personal life, I'm more emotional, but when it comes to work and money, it's like, eh, it's money, get the money. Like, I've never looked at um, what I do if there's something wrong with it, even when I wasn't doing it. I've always thought, like, it, as a woman, you should be able to do what you want with your body. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that there's anything wrong with if this is my body and I got some rent to pay, like, why can't I have somebody who has an, a, another adult? I'm very big on it being adult consensual. I'm yes. not into sex. You know, sex trafficking, not with it. Mm -hmm. uh, underage shit, not with it. But as a grown woman in my late 20s, I went to school. I did everything that I needed to do. And I still wasn't happy. And this makes me happy. And I could pay my bills. He's consenting. I'm consenting. We're both adults. What the fuck is the problem? Mm -hmm. So because I've always had that idea of, like, I never thought it was wrong, um, it didn't bother me to do it. I understood that that man in that moment needed me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like I said, I'm an energy person, so I I I got it. It wasn't about. It, it wasn't even like a perversion at that moment. Like he he was in his body was in pain, so he was getting a massage. 
it was very euphoric for him. He was excited. And then as we're talking through the massage, he's telling me about his life. Oh. He needed something. He needed something more. And it happened to be what, I, so I've always been very in tune with that. Mm-hmm. So it didn't bother me. It was like, okay, like what would be the difference of him going to a therapist and them telling him, oh, you need to go do these breathing exercises. And yes. Me, like, <laughs> it's cheaper, isn't it? To be honest, it's cheaper to pay me. Yeah. And I'm getting well done. <laughs> so I just, I never understood this like Puritan idea of sex. Like, What about the security element of it though? So outside of the, I guess when you was doing the massage stuff, was that in a, like a, a licensed premises or was you going, was you, did you? Nah, no, I was definitely, I was doing it behind the scenes for sure. It was like, they would book a hotel room. It was definitely okay. dirty, nitty gritty. I yeah, was, yeah. you know, I was still trying to figure it out. Like mm-hmm. I was actually really excited by the whole like mysteriousness of it, like <laughs> the danger <laughs> elements of it. Yeah, there was. There was a sense of endangerment and there's a sense of power. And I've gotten in trouble about an interview for this before. People said, "Oh, she's brainwashed. She thinks that she has power." And I'm like. Um, I mean, to you, maybe not, but to me, it was a sense of power. There's this person who could probably go get sex for free from somebody else, but it's going to pay me mm-hmm. because they want me so bad. And I have all the control right now. Like, it's a sense of like, and people are like, how is she saying this? And I'm like, it's so empowering. And any girl that I know that has done it is like, yeah, it's definitely a sense of empowerment. I've been some, like, I was lucky enough to not go through like, a, a bad childhood but I have girlfriends who you know beat or raped or whatever molested and they are like I didn't feel like I was in control of my life again until I started doing this seriously they're like I because now it's on my terms it's my rules you don't touch me unless I say so you don't touch me unless you pay me unless and mm-hmm. all it's all my rules so mm-hmm. where why would you not I mean I don't know I guess I see uh, both sides of it you know you- I guess based upon what you're saying, it sounds like if you're not strong enough, that a lot of these women who have done this could turn, this could basically give them a power trip and turn their personality and their ego into something. Oh, and it has. And a lot of them are now Instagram girls. <laughs> like most of the girls on Instagram used to be prostitutes. Like, let's be honest. They just don't know how to be honest about it because they think that they're above it now. Um, there's not very many girls that I know that are Instagram models that either were prostitutes or strippers at one point. <laughs> hey, have you covered your, your mic slightly? Because you've gone slightly... Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe, yeah. I'm going to put it over here. Let me stop touching it. Excellent. Okay. So, okay. Thank <laughs> you. Um, yeah, and I think, like, and, and they did. They got, like, they got really big in themselves, right? They're like... Someone's paying me thousands and thousands of dollars. I'm super pretty. They went and got their bodies done. They went and got their faces done. In their mind, they're like the perfect version of themselves. And now the whole world wants them. Yeah, it can be very, like, it can go both ways. It can go opposite. Like, mm. now they think they're untouchable. And they, you know, like, they definitely. So what about those ones who are um, getting, the, those young ladies who are on Instagram, you know, showing off their um potentially their natural body a lot of the times definitely not their natural body and then you're getting these rich um sheiks and stuff and they're paying them like twenty thousand dollars to go and have 
be doo dooed on and all kind of stuff and oh god yeah that's crazy um i've never gotten to that point i don't know how people can but you know to each their own i don't knock anybody's sexual desires if but a lot of those girls are trapped into it um a lot of them don't think that that's what's happening and they get they get over like you talk about like the big like guys that fly them out to like dubai and do all the crazy shit um <laughs> i've never done it because one i don't trust people that much like i'm not flying to another country unless unless i know exactly who you are but some girls are just they're so big they think that they're so untouchable and i've had i've had a girl come back and tell me that it was a pretty fucked up experience oh no and, um, it's because, like you said, they can go too far. They get greedy, and they're like, they don't realize, like, not all money is good money. And I think they get wrapped up in, like, the amount of money. It's very addictive. Um, and I've talked about that on my show, how addictive the lifestyle can be. It's always more money, more money, more money, more money. And um, I got to a point like that, too. Like, I, really, I probably lost out on, like, a, a chance of a really good relationship because I was, like, so busy trying to make more money and how can I get it and you just get addicted to it and the, yeah. you get addicted to the power and like they put themselves in these very 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 scary situations um it's kind of sad and that's that's one of the reasons why I started my podcast down the rabbit hole was because I wanted women to one not feel like they have to hide I think sometimes when they have to hide who they are then they make riskier decisions oh yes Do you know what I mean? Yes. Thanks for taking the time to tune into CFR Network. If you enjoyed the content, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. And if you ain't already, most definitely share. If you'd like to go that step further and to support the broadcast, go over to sbmentality.com and go get yourself some merch. And also go check out my sponsor over at Instagram, Supreme of the UK. Thank you for your continued support.